Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of Ausbiz. Our goal at Ausbiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 17th of March. It's St. Patrick's Day. We're coming to you from our studios here at Barangaroo. This is the COB. I'm Nadine Blaney, and I'm sitting beside a David Scott who is wearing a white shirt. And it's still white at the end of the day. Yes, there was a bit of a conjecture. I went and put out on Twitter that uh, for the first time in, the, uh, in living history for myself, I managed to eat an entire laxa without getting <laughs> half of it all over my shirt. So uh, it's a winning day today. Unfortunately, not for the other uh, broader market. No, sure it wasn't. So we're off the lows of the day, but um, just couldn't continue that winning streak that we were on. And I don't think it's any big surprise, was it? I mean, there's a lot of there's, there is a lot of trepidation ahead of this FOMC meeting i mean we have been told over and over again by these central bankers by the chair himself pretty much what the messaging is pretty much what the plan is saying that they will be very very clear in their communication when it comes to rates when it comes to qe if and when any change in policy is going to come to the fore uh but still you know being pushed around a bit by by the market yeah, look, for the time being, but uh, the, the Fed, especially the, the senior members of the Fed, were singing from the same hymn book uh, up until the, uh, the, when the blackout occurred uh, just under two weeks ago. So I don't think there's going to be too much excitement, at least from like, no, unless there's something dramatic has changed during the course of their meeting uh, over the overnight and, uh, and tonight, of course, as well. But uh, the financial conditions are still really, really easy. Ten-year uh, yields, yes, they're higher, but uh, no, not no, dramatically so. And, uh, and the move is stalled uh, in recent days. Real yields are still deeply negative, no, around about negative 0.7% for the 10 years. So uh, I'd be incredibly disappointed if the Fed was to go and suddenly, you know, raise alarm about uh, what's going on with the long end of the curve. We're getting excited about growth and inflation, which is exactly what they want. So let it be. I note in your view today, so if you don't subscribe to our newsletter, it's worth it because uh, you get some some op-ed piece really from from some of our anchors. Most most significantly scuddy, but you've taken issue with the dots, the, the dot plots that we'll be talking about this time tomorrow. Yeah, so I think every uh, short-term trader probably hates me out there. And I used to go and love <laughs> the dots myself when I was trading because it created uh, volatility. But uh, the reason it created volatility is because it creates so much bloody uncertainty. Uh, you've got a message that the Fed's trying to convey. They're giving you a new forecast. They're giving you uh, an, a document where they go and they're going to discuss you know, the, uh, the brief outlook. They give you a press conference. So it's all unilateral except for the dot plots, which have, of course, individual Fed member forecasts of where the Fed's fund rate will sit in the years ahead. 
And uh, look, there's no names attached. We don't know whether they're voting members or not, but they splay out like New Year. I know seeds being scattered in the wind and uh, just generate too much uncertainty and it loses the message that the Fed's trying to give. So uh, I wouldn't be too upset if the Fed decided to go and say, no, nah, we're, uh, we're counting that because uh, it's if you want to go and have clear, concise forward guidance, then delivering that every quarter is not going to provide it. Yeah, and because, refresh my memory, I can't remember all of the details, but the dot plots, this isn't you know, a long-term feature of communication coming from the Fed. They were brought in, was it by... Bernanke? Uh, yeah, I think it came into yeah. Bernanke's uh, era. And uh, look, it's all about trying to go and convey and be open to the market about what uh, individual views were. But it's literally like a game of guess who and Cluedo combined because like, you don't know who, which member <laughs> is which. And then some of the Fed members will come out and say, oh, yeah, I was that one. And then others you know, keep it to themselves. Uh, it just loses the messaging. And uh, the sad thing is tomorrow morning when we wake up, the first thing I'm going to be looking at is the bloody dot plot because I know it's what the markets will go and react off straight off the bat. Uh, and then we'll go and piece all the rest back and then maybe uh, you know, see if Jerome Powell can correct the, uh, the pricing if there is any uh, adverse movements. Well, I guess you can take cold comfort in the fact that once this blackout period is over, you know, we will be hearing lots from these Fed presidents once again. I mean, they certainly are out there. They're certainly given free reign to, well, I mean... They are, again, as you mentioned, you know, singing from the same song sheet. They don't make any missteps because of the impact that it could have on financial markets. But you can't accuse the Fed of under-communicating. Yes, not for this stage, but uh, you can, yeah, sometimes you can go say too much information, and this is one of those examples. Uh, I think a lot of the time as well, like the variety of speeches that come out, uh, sometimes they're not as helpful, but in the lead up to a, a big event, when there is like a bit of uh, you know, market movement and uh, divergence in market views, it does provide a, a necessary uh, way to go and uh, recalibrate expectations. So look, I don't mind uh, the current uh, speed, but uh, just lose the dots. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, still though. We'll be talking about the dots this time tomorrow. Okay, uh, Temple and Webster, bugger. one of the best performers, up by 5%. Collins Foods, Clinivell, Reverse Solutions. You know, there's not a lot of rhyme or reason to some of the top movers today. Elders was on the list. It uh, got a bit of a broker price target lift. It is coming from City, still has a buy on the company, saying it's well-placed to continue market share growth. We chatted about Elders on the call so you can find that podcast or the video version on our website if you're interested. Uh, but I can tell you that the stock of the day on the call was Paladin. So it's looking to uh, raise some funds to pay down debts. Of course, it's in the uranium space. So you've got to think taking advantage of a lot of the buzz that's happening around uranium this year. So I sat down with Andrew Page from Strawman, Michael Wayne from Medallion Financial to find out what they think of Paladin Energy. Here's what they had to say. The uranium price has been very, very buoyant. Uh, so people are starting to feel good about uranium again. Um, obviously, there's a big focus on the environment these days and alternative forms of energy. Um, and despite in Australia, the fact that we're not really into nuclear power as such, we do have cheap uranium, good access to uranium, and it's quite easy for our uranium miners to extract it out of the ground for a competitive price. So. Um, the uranium miners are having the best conditions they've had in a long time, but from my point of view, it's, it's too risky uh, and very, very cyclical and a lot of regulation in the uranium space, a lot of unknown factors. Who knows, we could have another nuclear meltdown. I mean, the, the story is a great one, but it's a perennial loss maker. I mean, I don't think it's ever made a profit. 
The shares on issue uh, doubled over the last eight or so years. This this raising, what is it, one new share for every eight or so out there, it's going to dilute it by another 10% or so. Um, you know, they're using the money to repay debt. It's not like they're investing that into some high returning uh, investment. You know, I just, you, you thought Michael gave a pretty firm no, but <laughs> if, there's, if it's possible, I'm going to give an even firmer no on this. So PDN is the ticker code for that. I I don't think they could have been more clear. That one, Scuddy, is not going in the portfolio. Fizzling, not electrifying them. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, you know, even the climate change thematic, not enough to get those guys on board with that one. So we've talked about the Fed. That's going to be the big one tonight, obviously. We'll be speaking with Sven Hendrick, founder and uh, analyst at NorthmanTrader.com. We'll be speaking with Edward Glynn as well, head of global markets at Callistone. So lots of the conversation will be around the FOMC. And then, uh, happy about this one, Scuddy, uh, top-down charts. Callum Thomas will be joining us from the beautiful island of New Zealand. Yeah, make sure you go and follow top-down charts on, uh, on Twitter as well. You'll get all the fantastic charts that he goes and puts out. So it uh, takes the top-down approach, as the name suggests, very macro-focused, and uh, some great thematics that you can go and use in your portfolio. So well worth having a listen when he comes on. I'm uh, on the call again tomorrow. Jason McIntosh from Motion Trader. Carl Capulinga from Think Markets. It should be a good one. I've seen the list of companies. And yeah, there's lots in there. Scotty, I think we better go and get our sleep because you know we will have our faces lit up by our phone screens, you know, come 10 to 5 tomorrow morning. Uh, I'll go and wait and see what Uncle, Uncle Jay says at 5.30. We'll go and then I'll piece it all back together. But uh, before we go... Yeah. Happy anniversary. Hope you, ha hope you have a fantastic <laughs> night. Thanks so much, Scuddy. Shall we wrap it? Let's wrap it. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.